Alright everyone, welcome back. You are joining us for episode 38. We are down to 463 on the list and we are talking about Laura Nero and her album Eli and the 13th Confession, which is her second studio album. Nick, how's it going today? You know, I've been better. Yeah, been better, been worse. I that's that is true. I've also been worse. But hey, I'm talking to you, so and we're on rolling reviews, so it's it's better than it could be. Yeah, that's a good point. Because the reviews keep rolling, and here we are. That's right. Anyways, Laura Nero, spelled N-Y-R-O, but I did look up the pronunciation. I had some fans hit me up, Nick, Yeah. after our last episode. Really? Uh, the Eiley Brothers, as we were pronouncing it. Yeah. I got an angry phone call from somebody, my mom, to let me know that it was actually pronounced the Isley Brothers, and we were basically butchering it the entire episode. So, oh, that's uh, shout awful. Shout out to the isley brothers wow that's i-s-l-e-l-e-y i mean yeah we're all right where are they from we talked about they were from no they weren't from any islands they're from ohio the island brothers the island of ohio in lincoln heights anyway anyway laura nero i looked up the actual pronunciation (laughs) born on october 18 1947 passed away in 1997 is uh one of those artists that is not well known by the people, but well known by musicians. She is a she's an influencer in the original sense of influencing other artists. So that's really how gotcha. uh, how she came to prominence. Uh, between 1968 and 1970, uh, she wrote a bunch of songs that were hits for other artists. Uh, so oh, smart. Yeah. So her best selling record of all time was Carol King's "Up on the Roof." Uh, I actually don't know that song. I'm not very familiar with it. King. But anyway, uh, she was posthumously inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame in 2010 and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2012. I had never heard of her. Me either. Uh, but, you know, here we are. So this album, Eli and the 13th Confessions, is like her most uh, digestible, like uh, 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 consumer-wise. Best That's her most introduction. 
yeah, like most easily digestible and most popular because some of the stuff's pretty weird. So yeah. this, yeah, this album came out uh, March 13th, 1968, and goes into Bingo Cards Ready, Art Pop, Art Soul, pop. and Jazz. Okay. Clocks in at 46 minutes and 15 seconds. Man. She produced the album herself. Mm. Oh, that's cool. That's props And is on Columbia Records, so huge, huge label. Uh, uh, she wrote wrote the entire uh, album herself. Sick. She, weird thing, she had the uh, lyric sheet that came with the LP. Uh, you know, lyric sheet goes in, insert, right. so that way you could read the lyrics because there was no internet in 1968. Uh, she had it sprayed with perfumed uh you know, sprayed with yeah. perfume so that way like fans would sniff it and it, uh-huh. it was like the original scratch sniff like you could smell you her to... bro you could yeah. see what, what perfume she was wearing did she even mention what it was so you could you know if she got some nice ad bucks from that that's a nice touch though i like when artists do that like whenever they do kind of weird stuff um either that or like little hidden stuff or uh like cheech and chong uh, comedy record where they included the giant rolling paper yikes Dude, that's cool. Anyway, it's like here's a little gift, man. It's like a little perfume. It's like here's a little here's a little something that makes me different. You're welcome. Smooth. Album consists of 13 songs, and you probably will have heard zero of them. Uh, Nick, I had heard zero of them. How about you? Yeah, no, I didn't hear a single one before. Yes. So let me before we get too deep into this. Some artists that have mentioned that they're big fans of Nero uh, were very influenced by them. We'll go through the list here. Joni Mitchell, Carol King, Tori Amos, Patti Smith, Kate Bush, Bette Midler, Ricky Lee Jones, Elton Man, John. Man, I love Kate Bush. Elton John, who I love, Jackson Brown, Alice Cooper, Elvis Costello, Cindy Lauper, Todd Rundgren, Steely Dan. The list goes on and on. Roseanne Cash. So anyway, so very popular among other artists. What did you think of this album, Nicholas? What I thought overall? Mm-hmm. Um, it was all right. Uh, yeah, it's I mean, a, it's I don't, a, stu- it's um, it's a stupendously uh, dark. It's stupid. Yeah, it is. It is pretty dark. I mean, the album art gives a little bit of, of foreboding. You know, she's not looking at the uh, at the listener she's just looking down into the side so it gives a little era of sadness uh and there's a lot of uh in the song titles too it's a lot of uh, lonely woman mm-hmm. stone soul picnic woman's blues you know it, it kind of sweep lineless yeah. yeah uh the confession that almost never sounds good um yeah like it's the uh, word it's got some connotations to it poverty train you know yeah eli's coming watch out yeah. here comes eli Eli's coming so yeah, I wonder if this was like the first emo album to ever be made. <laughs> I mean, it, it's you know, it's, it's not really, it's not really emo, <laughs> but it's like a, it's like a soul's blue kind of blues kind of mashup, and you kind of get that throughout the album, which uh, is is fine. It's um, I don't know, it's not really my thing. I think that's why. Yeah, I'm uh, with you. I'm so, with you. Sometimes was... her voice, I feel like she's got a unique voice. I will give her that. It's very unique. Um, it doesn't really rub me the right way in a lot of songs, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't uh, know how else to put it where, um, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, it's, it's good. Like there is a, a couple songs that stood out. Uh, I really like the horns whenever they're brought in big fan. Mm-hmm. A lot of the instruments too. I mean, I know she, 
she uh, wrote this album all of herself. So um, a lot of the melodies and sounds were pretty good. But yeah, sometimes when her voice cuts in, it kind of just breaks it. Yeah, she's definitely her singing style is so unique, and it I think unique. that's what other artists like about her. Yes, you know what it reminds me of. You know who else I'm thinking of who just has just a unique off the wall singing style, and it has nothing to do with her genre. But uh, was it Billy? Billy Ray, the Green Day, right? It's like he's from California, but he sounds English. Billy you know Joe Armstrong. That's it, Billy Joe Armstrong. Thanks, Billy Ray Bob uh, from Green Day. No, like when I first heard him singing, I was like, dude, why does <laughs> he sing Bob like Thornton Armstrong? Yeah, I first saw, I was like, why does he sing like this? Like he's not. They it just it's a weird way. Uh, his voice is weird. Her voice is also weird, but it's just yeah. like modeling. You know, if you got something weird, it makes you stand out. Yeah, it's very out there, and it's either for you or it's not working for yeah. you. And in your opinion, it wasn't working for you. It, especially after the first listen, I was like, man, I, I'm feeling feeling some skips coming on, but I know I can't, but I really, my hand was hovering. But, after yeah. the third listen, because there's, there's a lull in uh, in our production, uh, fans don't know that, but there was, uh, um, and because <laughs> of that, I, I, yeah, I listened to it again, and it, it got better. I actually added some songs to my, uh, to my like list, so. Yeah, it's uh, um, I'm happy for you. I think you like the album more than I did because you have I to, really you have to I digest really it. Not. She's yeah. uh, uh, you weren't lying. Where you have to uh, you have to really digest it. Yeah, I did not enjoy this album. Okay, o- overall there were some there were some sweet spots. Yes, uh, like you said, I did listen to it a few times, and every time I listened to it, it got worse for me. I feel like. Um, it's definitely the voice is definitely like out there. You have to adjust to it. Like yes. it's not it's not pop music. It's not easy. No. To, none of this is easy to listen to. Uh, no. Some of the song some of the songs are like like the content is is good. Like I I think my favorite song was probably Poverty Train. Was a really good song. Yeah, the lyricism is really good. She's definitely a great songwriter. Mm-hmm. I can see why she's written right. hits for so many other people. I was people. just about to say. Yeah. Um, but oh, you know. Have you ever listened to Daniel Johnston? This guy might come up again in terms of influence. I'm surprised if he's not on this list. No. Have you heard of me talk about Daniel Johnston before? Uh, there's a great documentary out. I recommend everybody go watch it if you're into indie music or any kind of folk music or whatever. Um, the guy has a history of mental illnesses and he was going to be this big indie star and then his mental illness got uh, the best of him. But uh, he is an amazing, uh, people from, he got a lot of uh, props when Kurt Cobain wore his designs. He was a big uh, draw uh, illustrator. He made a lot of cartoons and stuff and uh, a very unique style. And he, uh, 
Kurt Cobain wore a shirt, said, hi, how are you? And that was his album. He would hand out albums and stuff like that when he was working at McDonald's. Uh, not Kurt Cobain, but Jane Johnston. Uh, and he has a really weird singing voice and he's all built big on self-production and you know stuff like that. And I, I get a little bit, people, he's heavily influenced a ton, a ton of songwriters um, just because of how smart and different he is. And I think that Laura Nero is right along the same path of, of all that, but obviously, more success than he has right 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 yeah that's a that's a good uh comparison i'll have to look that guy up mm-hmm. i never never the, heard the of him, uh but. the the documentary is amazing it, it talks about his importance and everything and it's good it's good yeah I'll, I'll check that out for sure um yeah so i love poverty train and then i also loved woman's blues that's a really good yeah. song i thought that was a good i thought that <laughs> i mean that the title pretty much says it all for that song women's blues it's it's like uh a look into like some of the hardships of of women through a blues song it's 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 like those two are like great songs uh, yes. a lot of the stuff is like really like yeah hard to digest would be the way that i uh describe this album i can't remember the name of the song nick maybe you can help me out but the one where she's talking about how her father was like an alcoholic and like all this stuff and i maybe is it stone soul I, picnic uh no. i think it was on the i think it was on the first side but uh anyway there's there's like there's some like really sad song topics and stuff like that and, yeah um but yeah so wait what about you nick what did you have uh some particular favorite songs uh well i have a strong connection to the song emmy because like oh well it's a, she's singing so for those who don't know spoiler alert uh she was bisexual 
And uh, she talked about it in her um, like interviews and songs and stuff like that, which was a, you know, it's the 60s, mm-hmm. so not really a, a, an easy topic for people to discuss about. But um, mm-hmm. so this, she kind of has this little uh, love song where it, if you didn't know that, it kind of sounds like a friend song, but it's, it's not. Um, but it's uh, Emmy by Laura Nero where it's uh, talking about this girl named Emily. So and my girlfriend's name is Emily. So that was nice. <laughs> so I had a special nice. connect. Yeah, I had a special connection to that. I liked Stone cool. Soul Picnic. Um, it got stuck in my head a little bit. Um, Stone Soul Picnic. But yeah, I, I liked the. I think that's the most popular song off this album too, because uh, mm-hmm. I, I read somewhere that um, another artist had a had a hit with that song. Cool. Um, so, fifth the Fifth Dimension had a hit with that song. Oh, uh, I don't know who that is, but me either. Anyways. But I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed Stone Soul Picnic, um, and even the namesake Eli's Coming, that was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I like yeah. those those two songs. Well, what remained on my like list were uh, Eli's Coming, Stone Soul Picnic, Emmy, and Woman's Blues. Yeah, so that that big uh, stretch there. But there, yeah, there was a lot of them where I'm I'm good with not listening to again. Yeah. <laughs> It's very, uh, you know, we're saying it's hard to digest, but on the other hand, we should say it's very powerful. Oh yeah, and that and might be that might play into why it's so hard to digest. Yeah, it's just not it's not like a relaxing, easy listen. It's very, very like sit mixed down and listen album. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's not one of those albums. Uh, so, uh, but what do you think, man? Is it on the list? Does it belong? I mean, I know she has a lot. Oh, fun factoid about her. It's not fun at all. It's more like the fun and funeral. But uh, her mom died of ovarian cancer when she was 41. And um, Laura also died when she was 41 of ovarian cancer. So make oh, sure everybody everybody gets out and check their uh, ovaries. and Because I know that's a big big killer among women. And uh, men, for your, you should check your prostates. Thank you. Uh, regular doctor visits and all that. Take care of yourself. Um, so that it slipped by for her, so that really stinks. And then, uh, uh, yeah, she died with it uh, young as an artist because she could have kept going because she was successful in the songwriting career. So she could definitely have kept her career going, so that sucks for her Yeah. Um, and all the musicians that she influenced. Um, yeah. Does it belong in the list? I don't really, I guess I did like four of the songs, but I guess if I had a, a pick between those songs, I don't know. Here I am with the wishy-washy again. Uh, I would I don't, say it's not my thing, and I wouldn't put it on my list. There you go. Is what I would, I would say, say mm-hmm. if there's like greatest songwriters of all time list, sure, put her on there. I could see that. But this album, I don't think this is one of the greatest albums of all time. No, it, it didn't hold my attention for it to be on the uh, greatest album list. Yeah, I I agree. I think that uh, I think that you know, like I said, songwriters, sure, put her on there. This album, though, is not one of the greatest albums of all time, unfortunately. Well, I guess not. Unfortunately, that's my yeah. opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my opinion too. And you, you, you can suck it. I don't care. Uh, no, my, it's that's my story, and I'm sticking to that's it. That's right. No, it's it, yeah. It's really not. Uh, it's just your voice, man. It's just it just it gets me, and not the not the good way for a lot of the times. And like the way that she changes and stuff, and I don't know. It doesn't doesn't feel uh, uh, as good as I thought it should. Yeah, and we we keep saying like her voice is like out there. Like there I can't even think of a way to describe no. it to our listeners. She it's changes just, it a lot too. It's just like you have to like this is one of those albums you should listen to so you could just be like, Whoa. One of those type of things. Yeah, then you can claim you're a music nerd. 
Right, exactly. But yeah, uh, so, anyways, that's, that's, uh, Eli and the 13th Confession. Um, next week we have the Flying Burrito Brothers. Yeah, dude, I am very excited for this one. I don't know what, what they are. I am very glad you don't know. I hope you really enjoy them. So, join us for some projectile Mexican food next week. We're flying. All right, and, uh, bye-bye. Bye-bye now. All right, Max. Broken heart, oh broken heart